やーすやーすやーすやーすでーすえやベイベーうんうん Got some cold beer Arnie Pod is in the proverbial catbird seat <laughs> I was I got that line in my head and I was like I must say that on wax Connor Wax shout out old bothel buddy Connor Wax put it on wax believe he still works I think he's like the manager for sure I wonder if he's still at Cinnabon I think it's Cinnabon obviously it's either I believe it's Cinnabon in uh, Alderwood back near the hometown bothel Yeah, he had been there like literally since for like over a decade. And that there's like something very impressive in that. Like, could you imagine? I mean, I can't because I've never had that.、Um, I just never had anything close to that. Like, working at the same place for. He's been there so long. <laughs> a decade. Dude, like, I was just saying. I mean, if you don't count like the seasonal work. Like the Santa photos and like Easter Bunny seasonal work, I would do. Like, I would do the Santa photos like pretty much every November, end of November, December. It's only like five weeks tops. But I did that from like 08 to 2020 was the final season. And then some crazy stuff started happening. And then,、uh, yes,、yeah, so、I haven't done. Yeah, so it's been almost coming up on three years since I've done Santa photos. That's crazy to consider that. And,、uh, but yeah, that never, it never lasted that long. It was like, like less than a month, usually. Because there's usually less than a month between Black Friday and Christmas Eve. But yeah, so literally, like, Like I've, been, like I've said before, I've never had the same. Because then, like, you consider, like, the freelance, like, background acting. That's not like a go to a same place of work every day. So, even though I did do that for years, I've never gone to the same place to work every day for a year straight. <laughs> not even one year. And I am 30 years old. So, that's a funny way to. Consider it, you know? And then I imagine just going to the same place to work for a decade, dude. It definitely shows like a level of commitment and、uh, like stick to itiveness and reliability. <laughs> and I'm kind of like, a, I don't know, if, I'm not like flighty. I have been flighty in the past. But I'm definitely like、um, just a person who's always, you know, now I'm like, I gotta go back, gotta make it back to LA, gotta do the acting stuff again, gotta do the audience stuff again, gotta put in more of an effort. <laughs> But it's because I've always been like a restless soul. Come on now. And I'm like, oh yeah, I can't see myself. Like, this is so obvious. It's like 
temporary that I'm like, I wouldn't, no, I can't see myself living in Spokane for, and just being like a, like that was what's fun about LA. It's like, it's actually fun being around people who want to be famous because <laughs> there's like a, like an aura of like, uh, hope and like, um, like chasing your dreams. And like so many people are like even younger than me now, just people in their twenties, early twenties, just all just, they still flock there. Cause they're like, even though you don't really have to move to LA or New York to be famous anymore because social media in the internet but but still you have a better shot at being famous than if you're in like the middle of Alabama like if you go to like New York or LA or Austin now for you stand up comic hopefuls out there gotta get back in the till <laughs> kill Tony game gonna pod with Brett tomorrow morning but yes, Arnie Pod is in the proverbial catbird seat. <laughs> it's gonna be. This is like a special time. It's gonna be like. Remember that time that Arnie Pod left LA, and he was in Montana, and then he was in his parents. <laughs> oh my gosh! And then, but then he was like earning and like podding the whole time. And, uh, and then before you know it, he, like, flocked back to L.A., dude. Birds of the same flock, dude. <laughs> no, it's like, well, it's just something to, something about, like, I've already, it's like, oh, yeah, I, I, and also when you have family here, you still are gonna end up visiting. So I'm like... It's just so funny. It's so funny how you can like think back to like the spring and be like, what was my mindset? <laughs> like I obviously wasn't thinking like uh, day to day necessarily because I didn't have something that I had to do. Like I wasn't getting like enough work. See, and then that's like obviously like, I mean, that's just the way it played out, though. Like, and then it'll just... I'm, I'm more excited. It's more, like, thrill. Like, the idea of moving back is, like, very exciting. Like, it's even more exciting than moving there in the first place. Because uh, now I, like... I know, like... I mean, I know, like, what to expect. Like, I have, like, my gym. I got, like, my judge audience show in Culver City that I can get once a week and then like all that stuff like I kind of know like what to do and also I think the strike just ended the writers strike ended so then I think the actors are gonna wrap up their strike pretty soon because like the writers were the ones that were like all ticked off man and uh Come on, there's still some background acting to squeeze out of this lemon. AI isn't the end of us background actors yet. <laughs> I mean, it probably will be, like, but not like I'm. I'm. I know it is coming, but the next few years, there's still like 
going to be background acting, audience work. Like, AI is coming for sure, but... I mean, that must have been... What? The strike. Maybe the strike had something to do with that, too. Like, you can't replace all of us. Like, no, the real thing is they're replacing, like, the famous actors with... They eventually will replace them with AI. And, like, those are the people they pay... Like, you give them, like, 20 million a movie. So that... Because, <laughs> you know, like, the Tom Cruise, like, fake Tom Cruise. Like, the AI Tom Cruise. Um, no, like, that's where you're really going to be saving your money. Is with the famous... Like, once you don't need the famous people, then you're, like... Because, like, they're not spending that much money on, like, 20 background <laughs> Like, most of the background acting gigs are like not that large of groups and they don't pay us that much and uh i mean it would be like eight hours like 132 bucks or whatever and uh i mean which is good because sometimes you would go under and still get paid the whole day but uh yeah i wonder if they'll replace audience people and it'll look like madden you know like the 90s video games (laughs) when they used to have like the audience and they're like all flat, like one dimensional. And uh, yeah, who knows what the future hold. But um, but I don't know. And then I also you take for dude like the winter. People are talking about the winter, and it's like spooking me. <laughs> like you forget about the weather. That's the one thing I you obviously forget about. You literally take it for granted. Was the weather, obviously. Like, come on. Dude, being in the snow for, like, months sounds um, horrifying. <laughs> Dude, compared to walking around at 70 degrees and sunny, it's so funny. Ah, but anyway... <laughs> So I have like so many reasons why I'm like Yeah, and then like I said, like I'm it's not like I never come back to Spokane. Like I'll be back here like a couple times a year at least. Like like always. I mean all the family mom and dad and my sister are here. But alas, it'll be like remember that time that Chris left LA and then <laughs> Arnie Pod <laughs> did all those pods and Made all that money and, uh, and then his sister's wedding. That's huge. Next week. So that's like... Feels like it's already here. But it's a week from today. Is the wedding. Friday the 13th. And... Uh, yeah, that's very exciting. I'm so pumped to see... Like seeing my dad, my mom and dad's friend Paul. That was like kind of like a little appetizer. Like a little bullpen session. And now, next week, we're just going to see all the family from both sides. Mom and dad. Yeah, so that's going to be fun. (laughs) But, I don't know. I don't know. There's just something to, like, I can just imagine it, right? See, I'm going to have to put in the work. Obviously, you're still gonna have to put. In, but I'm just saying, I did not realize like the magic of being invited to be on set. It's like an invitation, and it's and you make a little bit of money, 
But, uh, no, like, it's a, getting to go and just see some famous people <laughs> and eat all the, like, crafty food and, like, hang out and see, like, how the fudge is packed, how the sausage gets made. That was pretty cool. And, like, that's something I'm definitely, like, oh, I need to get back to do- <laughs> I need to do that again. <laughs> but now it's just, like, I'm just, like, well, that's why I've been, I've just been, oh, yeah, I'm just going to grind and make money. And then we're going to, yeah, like, that's the real name of the game. And, uh, well, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just pumped. I'm pumped about this October 6th. Happy Friday. Friday, Friday, Friday. Ooh. My dad said he listened to the Jay Buhner episode. That one was only 11 minutes. He didn't listen to one of the longer ones. <laughs> There's been lots of them that have been like over a half hour. But, and then I was thinking, I forgot, did my dad get his head shaved by Jay Buhner? Like, I, at like the Kingdom, or back in like the late 90s. I, I sh- forgot to ask him. I should ask him about that. Um, I feel... Like, that was a promo. It was, like, a Mariner's promo. I mean, it may have been, like, a commercial. But I feel like Jay Buhner actually did that in the late 90s. Like, I don't think I'm making that up. What? I think you probably had to pay, like, 40 bucks or something. And then maybe even... I don't know. Wait, let's just see. Uh, let's go... Jay Buhner shaves people heads. <laughs> uh, oh, one of the greatest baseball promotions. Watch Jay Buhner shave heads. There you go. Jay Buhner buzz cut night at the Kingdom. He had a special night where people that shaved their heads would get a ticket to the ball game. Okay. So that was one where. They had no, but here it is. Watch Jay Buhner shave heads for Buzz Cut Night. This is from. It looks yeah, it's from MLB.com. It's pretty official. Oh, okay, here you go. The very first Jay Buhner Buzz Cut Day, May nineteenth, nineteen ninety four. It actually caused the Major League Baseball strike. <laughs> there was so much strife. There was so much interleague strife. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. They they uh, called off the season after that one. Mm. All right. Man, Arnie Pod was there every day when he left LA. Dude, that's going to be the story. It's Arnie Pod left LA, <laughs> but then he just went hard on the pot. And then he just went hard on the making money. And then he dipped his toe back in investing yesterday. (laughs) That's right. He dipped his toe back in a little bit of investment yesterday. And that's very exciting for me. I've, as someone who's made thousands of dollars, I've, I mean, and I could have, dude, I was up over 30 grand. And I was, because that's the problem with not working, like doing a job like this. Because if I had made 30 grand, while I was working, then I would have pulled that out in a second. 
because I would have realized I make like barely, I make like one grand every two weeks, basically. <laughs> so like 30 grand is, that's literally, that's in like an entire year of working five times, like full time, 40 hours a week at a job like that. Dude, that's crazy. So when you actually, if I had actually like, I know it's easy in retrospect. That's obviously the problem with being too optimistic. When you're like, I've made 30 grand, but it's probably going to keep going. <laughs> like there's, there's some type of like, what's it called? Like the, um, oh, it's like the, there's some type of theory where you're like, you have to like factor in like, oh man, what's it called? When you're like, yes, I could, you could lose money if it made more, but it would hurt more if you lost the money from not taking it out right away. It's sunken cost. Is it called the sunken cost theory? Um, or like the losses. Uh, losses. <laughs> What's it? But yeah, I think you know what I'm saying. That it would hurt more if it went down to 20 grand than if it went up to 40 grand. So either way, you should have just taken it out at 30 grand. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not that good with like numbers necessarily. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, yeah. It's all good though. Because I still, in the end, I have made, I've definitely netted over 10 grand just from like investing. So that's pretty good money. Just from literally not doing anything. It's passive income, baby. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, what's the... So I'm talking about Jay Buhner buzz cut. What's the sunken cost fallacy? What is that? The tendency for people to continue an endeavor of action even when abandoning it would be more beneficial. That's it. That was it. So I continued to invest even though it's a cognitive bias makes you feel as if you should continue something, pouring money, time, or effort into a situation since you've already sunk so much of those resources into it. That's right. That's what it is. So I don't know if that totally applies to my investment conversation but uh it kind of does like i was saying like since i was already attached to tesla i had already had so much money and time in it that i thought i should might as well just leave it in like it's gonna keep going on (laughs) dude and then i didn't dude and then the biggest problem was i i forgot to factor in or i didn't realize necessary necessarily that uh, the stock market will follow the economy, but it, like, because the stock market crashed, it was like February 2021. I was about to be diagnosed, and uh, no, but it was, a, it was like 10 months after the pandemic began. So it took a little bit of like, because somehow I thought the stock market had like avoided that, but I didn't realize that it was just going to be a delayed reaction 
because I obviously just didn't understand the intricacies of the stock market. <laughs> it's all good though. It's a it's a story now. And now I'm back on the Tesla train, and uh, which the Tesla train sounds like something they would put in California, from like the Bay Area to LA to San Diego. And uh, yeah, I'm always confident with. Come on, man, because I because I lived in LA for four years and I saw that everyone drives Teslas, and then it's just going to spread throughout the country. Because I've been in the Tesla, LA is the, the Tesla, you know, talking point. All right. But the, what do you call it? The, um, <laughs> it's just the, the capital of the Tesla universe. All right. So May 19th, 1994, the outfielder, um, so he, he was popular enough that hundreds of people showed up already bald or were willing to have it cut to receive a free ticket in right field after a small donation to charity, of course. <laughs> Said Buner after the game, this is the grunge capital of the world. Just like I was saying, the Tesla capital of the world. That's what I was trying to search for. Thank you, Jay Buner, for putting that so succinctly. Uh, <laughs> in quote. Maybe they were just looking for an excuse to get a free buzz cut. Wait, but Jay Buhner... Wait, was he the one... Yeah, it looks like Jay Buhner was... He was literally the one who was shaving people's heads. So, no, I think it's more about, like... Dude, they were trying to get... He's being humble. (laughs) Uh... Jay Buhner haircut day made fun of. So they're making fun of it. He gives his buzz cut. They're showing a video. The third annual festival of baldness. <laughs> okay, so they did it every year. And here's it by the numbers. So 1994, uh, how many people lined up to get their buzz cut from Buner? I mean, obviously he didn't do all. <laughs> what if Buhner was doing all of them? And he's just exhausted. He's like, I need a break. I need to go to the bathroom. Because <laughs> these numbers are hilarious. If he, if just imagine Jay Buhner actually shaving all these people's <laughs> all these people's heads. Five hundred twelve people in ninety four. Seven hundred seventeen fans in ninety five. Thirty six hundred ninety seven. In 96, 3,436 in 97, 4,071 in 98, 3,623 in 99, 6,246 in 01. For some reason, they did not do it in 2000. And uh, that's a total of 22,302 people who would like to be like Jay Buhner. Or they wished to get their hair cut to get their skull domed by Buner. And uh, there you go. <laughs> so I wasn't dreaming. And now I have to ask my dad. I got to ask him if he tried to get his hair buzzed by Buner. If he 
if Buner was good at giving the haircut? Did he have that brush, that like rough, scratchy brush? Did he like put like um, essential oils on your, rub them all over your skull? Like the Zohan? <laughs> He's like, dude, that's another Adam Sandler movie. <clears throat> you always forget about Don't Mess With the Zohan. I'm always like, wait, that's, that's right. Because you get it mixed up with The Love Guru, which was Mike Myers. And then I think Ben Stiller, he, he seems like he would play that kind of character as well. But no, Sandler's the Zohan. And uh, Jay Buhner was the Zohan. <laughs> and the Zohan. And yeah, buddy. That's funny. So I do have to remember. I want to say, did you get your hair buzzed by Jay Buhner? <laughs> All right. It's 8.48 a.m. local. And we've done yet another podcast longer than expected. That's how you know if they've been pretty decent. Is I haven't even had to get into my baseball players. I've just been talking. And then I end up talking for 25 plus minutes. And I'm like, let's call it a pod. Ready? Break. I'm like, well, that's good enough. Good enough would be a fun name for a podcast too. Good enough. <laughs> Good enough. That is a that is a funny name for a actually that's the name of this episode. Good enough. Alright, let me end it before I have to type that down. Uh <laughs> good enough. Alright, well that's good enough. Alright, for Friday morning. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Man, time is now. It's October 6th. Oh, yeah, and I slept. Dude, that's what I was thinking this morning. Like, is there anything better than a good night's sleep, dude? (laughs) It's true, though. When you wake up after a good night's sleep, and you're like, oh, you're like a baby. You're like, yeah. You, like, look at the blue sky. Yeah. Yeah. It's, It's pretty good. Yeah. You're like a baby Adam Sandler. Yeah, man. Will you look at that? Oh, yeah. Which is a nice guy. Yeah. (laughs) It's true, though. Man. And especially, like I said, I think I need sleep more than ever. Not to, like, make it a competition, but... Just because, like, what my body has been through, you know? My body, my property... Seriously, though, I, like, I think it, I literally feel, like, recovered. I'm like, oh, yeah, I feel stronger than I did yesterday. Like, when I just sleep just hard and good, and I'm just, like, dreaming like a dog. I'm, like, kicking my legs. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is a pretty good sleep right here. I, like, I fell asleep before 10. Whenever you fall asleep before 10 o'clock, that's a good night. <laughs> I'm like the I've, I've never really been a guy who's like wants to get into like crazy stuff late at night though. Like I've always been more of a morning guy and like a day day man. Ah, fighter of the night man. Ah, no, I've always been someone who's like I want to do a bunch during the morning and day, and then I'll be tired, and then I just like want to watch like. 
sports, like, or family guy or something at night and then just fall asleep before 10. Like, that's, like, my ideal. Like, I'm a day man. Day man. Ah, I'm a sun man. Sun fun. Ah, wear of a sun's hat. Ah, his brother got in the sun's hat. Ah, a guy complimented. Dude, I'm even people are so nice. It's so funny how when people give you compliments, you're like, oh, that's a nice person. Like, even if it's like a cashier, because I know because I am a cashier. So now whenever I go to cashiers, I'm like secretly judging them. And I'm like, oh, how are you doing? Like, are you looking at me? Are you smiling? Are you <laughs> are you friendly? Um, no, but a cashier the other day was like, I really like your Phoenix, like your son's hat. He said, the colors really pop on that hat. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, that's so nice. Like, I don't compliment people. Because then that made me, me question my cashier skills. I was like, I'm not complimenting customers. That's like next level. <laughs> that's next level kindness, dude. I'm like, I'm always just like... Do you want a bag? <laughs> but, uh... Alright. Yeah, so that's funny. I'm like a secret shopper now. But good enough shall be the name of this one. Man, and then, dude... Man, like I said, I feel younger than I did a year ago. It's funny, dude. It's funny. And I, I love waking up with a fresh haircut. That's a great feeling. Oh. I love that fresh haircut feel. Baby. So, speaking of... This was a haircut episode. Speaking of Jay Buhner. I wish Jay Buhner had buzzed my... I wonder if Jay Buhner could have done like a cool fade. You know how I got like a zero on the sides. High fade. My hair looks fresh right now. I look... I Man, If that's one of the things. If I had a decent amount of money, I would go get my haircut every two weeks probably (laughs) like a ridiculous amount of time like I would literally do it twice a month because I I also love like it's kind of like a massage like she was like squeezing my skull the other day (laughs) oh my god I almost laughed because it was like um you know like when you're about to laugh like in church or like at a funeral at like a very somewhere you're not supposed to laugh and it almost becomes funnier like, she was, like, squeezing my skull. And then I was just thinking to myself, it'd be funny if she just kept squeezing. <laughs> if she just, like, really tried to squeeze my soul. But it was making me laugh. Or, I mean, I, I almost laughed. Like, but then I didn't, I didn't want the hairy dresser to think that I was laughing at her. Because, obviously, I was just baked, dude. No, I was just laughing. I, like, I got the idea that what if she just kept squeezing my skull? <laughs> So, and I was just like, ah. <laughs> and then I was just like almost laughing. It was like funny to me. And then she did my bangs, and I started thinking about Lloyd Christmas from Dumb and Dumber. Like, you know how he got like those bangs? So I was like, oh, that'd be kind of funny if she gave me the Lloyd Christmas. I was having all sorts of like haircut laughs. I want to do a pompadour. <laughs> She, this next time I'll have to 
just leave it even longer on the top. Try to pump a Pompadorian, you know? Pompadorian Finney Smith. Dallas Mavs. All right. Well, good enough. The Dorian. Wasn't that from Seinfeld? The Dorian. You know, remember the boat? What was the name of the boat? Oh, I think it was like something Dorian. That was an episode of Seinfeld. But, um, yeah, it's been 25 plus years since Seinfeld was on TV. I mean, it's on every day on reruns, but I mean, live on TV. May, I think it was May 14th. I think it was my mom's birthday that was the final episode. The finale of the whole series. May 14th, 98. I do believe that was it. And wasn't the last season of Seinfeld not as great as, you know. Like the best Seinfeld's like season, it's like around 1993. And it all comes back to 93. Baby. <laughs> all right, good enough. <laughs> Dude, I can't believe I keep churning out these Dude, half hour plus episodes, like when I'm preparing to talk about a baseball player and then I just don't even do that and I still eclipse the half hour mark on a work day. Dude, it's because I just get pumped, man. I love an 11 o'clock start. It's a perfect start time. Gives me time to coffee and poo and pot and walk and sun gather gather the sun and phoenix suns and colors popping <laughs> and, and <laughs> oh my gosh I, I love the way he described that it's like dude thanks like you're right dude. the colors do pop on that hat i thought that myself i love the green underbill the bright orange i love the purple dome ah <sighs> well <laughs> All right, this is good enough for an episode. So have a great day. Thank you, thank you. Give me some feedback. Do the Q&A on wherever you're listening. Hit up ArniePod at X, at Twitter. I'm at ArniePod. Um, you know, spread the podcast. Dude, ArniePod, its tentacles are pretty much everywhere now, though. If you just search ArniePod, then just photos of me come <laughs> It's weird, dude. There's other, there's some other Chris Arnesons though. There's definitely some other people with the exact same name and spelling as me who are like also, I think there's like a piano player, a pianist. There's like a theater guy. There's like some creative Chris Arnesons out there. But I mean, if you Google ArniePod, I'll definitely pop up there. You'll see some photos of moi. But, uh, man, thanks for listening. <laughs> Keep on rolling, baby. Just like my old buddy Christian from Howard's Pizza. Shout out. Worked there 15 days, two weeks, and one day. <laughs> Back in end of May, beginning of June. Great Falls, Montana. Montana Chris. Shout out my buddy Christian. It's going to be an EMT. 
He said, I think he was quoting Kevin Hart. So I'm quoting my friend Christian, quoting Kevin Hart. <laughs> that sun, keep on turning. Dude, that, and it's true. Once, once you get like a busy schedule, that's what I've said, dude. I've said it and I'll say it again. I, I only get stuff done when I am busy. If my schedule is wide open, then I will not get anything done. But if I'm busy, then I get stuff done. It, it's, a, it's a paradox. But, dude, it's just like I've been doing these like long episodes every morning and then just and before work. Just like I said, when I'm busy, I get stuff done. Because I have a certain amount of time. Like I looked at the clock earlier, or like right now, it's 9 a.m. So I'm like, I have 100 minutes I want to leave so I'm like that's ample time just like Mrs. Jacobson says my math two time math teacher eighth and no it was ninth and tenth grade no it was tenth and eleventh grade it was at Bothell and uh, yeah that's what it is for some reason I think a lot of people are probably like that because I am all momentum like I've said before I'm Mr. Momentum, dude. When I'm busy, then I just get on a roll and I just keep on rolling. <laughs> I don't, it is. It has to do with being busy. Mm. I don't know what. I don't know what it is. And then on my off days, I just get so much done. Like I just get everything done on an off day. And I never even have back-to-back off days anymore. But it doesn't matter because just like I said, nothing is forever. (laughs) I'm obviously not going to be staying at my parents that much longer, which means I won't be staying in. I'm not going to stay in Spokane. Once I'm out, I'm out. But uh, for now, though, um, and I definitely do want to like, I mean, the timing is kind of dude, and I've been thinking like it's kind of insane. It's been almost five months since I left LA. And the weather has been like over 90% of the days easily. I'd say 95% of the days have been perfect weather. Like wherever I've been. Like in Montana, five weeks, we had like maybe a day and a half of bad weather. Like, it poured, like, one... I think it was my last day at Howard's when we had that crazy downpour. And uh, check out my TikTok, my old TikTok, at ArniePod. <laughs> I bet that has a decent amount of, like, views. Like, because it just keeps getting views. And I haven't even looked at that forever. Because, yeah, my TikTok has been extinct since June. But you can watch all my old TikToks at ArniePod. And, um, yeah, that was telling my journey. Dude, it's pretty fun to go back and watch it. Dude, I was in the casinos. What? What was I doing in the casinos? <laughs> See, I don't have that addictive of a personality. I'm addicted to coffee. Dude, I'm addicted to fun, to good times. <laughs> Is he addicted to weed? I'm addicted to fun times, dude. Uh, that's... <laughs> no, but um, I'm saying I don't really understand the gambling addiction. 
Like, I kind of don't get how people could be addicted to gambling. Like, I did it, like, I did it for, like, a week straight. Maybe, like, even more than a week. I was just going every single day. I was casino hopping around Great Falls, Montana. Because if you've ever been there, you know there's casinos everywhere. They got them casinos. And I was just doing the slot machines. And, I, dude, it's not addicting. Like, I honestly don't really get the gambling. Like, I kind of understand sports gambling being addicting. Like, especially because you can just do it on your iPhone, on the apps. So it's, like, way too accessible. So that's why, like, you literally... Because I did a little bit of DraftKings back in February 2021. Once again, I mentioned that. And I lost... I must have lost, like, 400 bucks. <laughs> like, like, that stuff is, like, impossible. And it's... No, and then I just never have done it again. And, I, like, I've never even wanted to. Like, I don't really understand the gambling addiction bug. Like, I get being addicted to, like, coffee and weed. Because they make you, like, feel good. <laughs> like, gambling doesn't really make you feel good. <laughs> like, because, like, even when they win, they're just, like, that's more money to gamble with. It's just a cycle. It's, it's like a vicious cycle. But, um, yeah, so I'm glad I don't really have... Just because I'm not, like, a super type A person either. Who's, like, I got to get all that, like, money and, like... Because I've always been more about, like... <laughs> obviously I wonder what I would be like if I was like money centric from the time I was since high school because some people are like that and I just wonder like what would have been different like I wonder if I ever would have lived in LA or ever would have done stand up or podcasting or background acting or any of the fun stuff or blogging <laughs> Like, I wonder if I was just, like, boring and, like, money-centric. <laughs> and, like, I would be, like, a account manager or some stuff, you know? Who knows, dude? I wouldn't be Arnie Pod, though. I wouldn't be, like, a unique person who's, like, true to himself. And, like, I think that's why, like, some people like me. Because some people, because people like people who seem to be authentic. That's what, like, Tim Dillon and Dan Soder were talking about. It's all about authenticity and, like, trying to be true to yourself. And that, that kind of stuff, like, shines through. And I think I've always done a pretty good job about that. Because, like, I've never let, like, the feedback really, like, affect what I do that much. I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm just going to do a podcast every single morning. Like, it's pretty simple. I don't have to start work till 11 most days, 10.30 at the earliest. And I'm usually up by like seven. I mean, I've been sleeping in till like 7.30 lately, just cause I love that sleep now. <laughs> no, I've, I've always been pretty true to myself. And like, and I'm like, I wanna talk about baseball. So I'm just gonna talk about a different baseball guy every day. And I'm like, I wanna talk to my buddy, Brett. Dude, I, me and Brett need to be getting in the pod loop more often once again. I don't like how much we've been lagging, but we are planning on going tomorrow morning now. So that's, I'm pumped about that. But uh, yeah, I, and then 
dude, you just think about like how big the pool of people is. Like there's really no shame in not being a famous, (laughs) you know how unlikely, you know how impossible it is to be a famous podcaster? Like, dude, you're, you're, because as a podcaster, you are competing with like any given podcast. Because like, because anybody could be listening to, you could be listening to Rogan or Theo Vaughn. It's all on the same platform. It's all, it's all like, it's like different channels of a, just, it's like flipping stations, channel surfing on TV. So that's why it is like impossible to be like, (laughs) to be like an underground pod is very, that has like, that garners like any amount of like attention. Just because the competition pool is like extreme. And, uh, and there's literally like, there's dozens, there's 10, there are dozens of famous people who just do podcasts. There's like hundreds of famous people who, there's so many like just celebrities who have created their own podcast in the last year. That's the new thing is all celebrities are getting their own podcast. <laughs> like, that's the thing that famous people do now is they create their own podcast. So, um, so yeah, I definitely was ahead of the game back in February of 2019, which is, you know, that's coming up on five years now. And, uh, yeah, so I was ahead of the curve, the podcast, you know, barrage, but, um, yeah, and then you just keep doing it and it's going to be the 500th episode coming up. And that's pretty exciting, actually, dude, 500 episodes. That's ridiculous. Even if you did one every single day, that's still a year and a half of episodes. If you did one each day, that's 500 days. So just think about it like that, man. <laughs> and like, man, like some of them are just like one minute long songs, but then some of them are like four hours plus. Like even, I can't believe how long me and Brett used to go. Dude, we went like almost three hours before. Just on the phone. That's so long to talk on the phone. <laughs> to do a podcast for two hours and 45 minutes. I believe it was, uh, I think it was the one right around Christmas, 2022. So yeah, check that one out. Listen to all the old me and Brett episodes. We've done 28 of them. And I recommend the film flips from back in summer of 2020. If you like movies, we've got some good movies. We did a deep dive on and uh enjoy it you know this is podcast land dude and i'm just thinking it's it's ultimately like the freedom that it's it's because i i am you i am technically right in thinking i've always wanted to earn money by like doing my own work but it's just nearly impossible to you don't just don't realize how hard it is to earn money doing creative stuff because <laughs> it's so competitive like i said because you're competing with millions of people and then you're also competing with the most famous people people who have millions of fans and and, and there's only so much time in the day like people are only going to listen to maybe a few hours of podcast per day at the most and if they listen to an entire rogan episode that might be three hours so there you go. 
So that's another way of how he's genius, is he like monopolizes people's, he monopolizes his fans' time, which is genius. Because it's like, if you just keep listening to me, then that's all you're going to even have time to listen to. <laughs> but then I bet most, I wonder how many people are strictly Rogan fans versus, I, I think that's a very small pool. I'd say maybe like 5% of his fans are just strictly Rogan. Because then most people, they're also fans of like Bert and Segura and Theo and the Par- Protector Parks guys. And, uh, Mark Norman, Shane Gillis, and Ari. and uh, Yeah, the, I mean, who's only, nobody's only a fan of Rogan anymore. He has too many like wingmen and wingwomen. Mostly wingmen, but <laughs> it's mostly a bro fest. But um, yeah, it's just the way it is. But no, I was always right that yes, podcasting would be the dream way to earn money. Because yeah, I do do it every single day anyway. I'm highly practiced. I literally have put in like, you know, talk about Malcolm Gladwell, 10,000 hours. Like I haven't put in 10,000 hours, but I put in like a thousand, maybe. (laughs) Which is, which time, like podcast time is like amplified. Like one hour of doing a podcast seems like a long time versus just one hour of not talking. Especially when you do a solo pod for an hour. Because then you don't have someone else to pick up the slack. And, uh... No, so it would be like... Because I've always wanted to be, like, flexible. I've always wanted to be, like... I want freedom. I want travel. But obviously you need, like, the money to travel. (laughs) So you need to be, like, earning... So, yeah. So eventually I will get to that space. I will get to that platform where I'm earning money from... I'm very confident. I'm so young, dude. <laughs> I'm so young. No, but in podcast years, I am so young. Like it's, dude. There aren't. There is true. There aren't famous podcasters who are thirty. They're all at least thirty-five, and they're mostly over forty. Like all the famous podcasters, they're mostly like forty and up, and then like in their fifties. Like it's not a young man's game necessarily, but it is when you get your reps in though. Because if I had never done it till now, then I would be unpracticed. But um, no, I wouldn't expect to be famous as a podcaster at 30. But I wouldn't be shocked if I had a famous podcast uh, in like four and a half years. You know, at, at, at like thir- when I turned 35. Like that seems reasonable. <laughs> Especially if I was doing it like consistently throughout that time, dude. You know how much just pod that is (laughs) but then i've never really the one thing i've never been good at is like narrowing down my like audience like i've always struggled with like what is my target audience or how do i capture that target audience or um yeah who are my listeners you know tell me who who are you who is this (laughs) because i i need to know it's like is it people like me like, I think I used to have more female... I think I used to have more women listening than men. But then I think my men listeners have gone up recently. Or my women listeners have gone down. <laughs> maybe I'm not as sensitive as I used to be. <laughs> but, um, but or maybe it's because I talk about baseball every day, pretty much. 
which maybe that turns off some female listeners. But um, yeah, let me know. Who are you as a listener? Because that's the one thing. I'm, I'm not good at like marketing. It's like, I, I don't know. How, or even promotion, obviously. Because like the power is in like the promotion. Like just appearing on, which I did. Dude, TV Guidance Counselor from June, from early June. Check it out. The podcast is called TV Guidance Counselor with Ken Reed. And I was on the episode back in like first week of June. So, um, so yeah, that's the most famous podcast I've been on. And he is well known. Like Ken Reed has been on Allison Rosen multiple times. And Allison Rosen was from Adam Carolla. So I was basically like two degrees, two and a half degrees from Adam Carolla. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's kind of how... I mean, yeah, so that's not like... Ken Reed's not like an unknown. Like, he, I think he basically makes a living from his podcast. Or, I mean, if he doesn't make a living, I think he probably makes like a, like a couple grand a month from the pod. Which, for me, would be like making a living, basically. But he's... I think he might be like a family guy. I don't know if Ken Reed has kids, but I, he's definitely married, though. He's a homeowner, too. I've heard him talk about his house. Ken Reed. He's up in Massachusetts. But uh, he's up in Mass, as they say. He lives in Mass. And um, I don't know, is it Northern, Northeast Mass? But <laughs> so, so I have been, that's pretty impressive just that I made that connection. Like looking back on that, I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. That's, that impresses me that I did that. And, um, yeah, and I used to have, like, some pretty well-known podcasters on my podcast. So you can go back and listen to those. They're pretty much all summer 2020. But, um, so, yeah, I've made some plays in the podcast game, for sure. (laughs) I haven't just sat on the bench, you know. I don't just sit on the podcast bench. Like, I get in there, dude. I get in there and play. (laughs) I say, put me in, coach. Which is one of my favorite books, Don't Put Me in Coach, by Mark Titus. Who, he does a podcast, for sure. Mark Titus, used to be with The Ringer, Club Trillion. Oh, I used to love Club Trillion. Great blog. I definitely recommend go back and read clubtrillion.com. Such a funny blog. One of the f- He's one of the funniest writers ever. Like, he kind of, his stories, it kind of reminds me of like, like jackass, almost. Like, he's, he's just such a goofball. And, um, yeah, Mark Titus. Definitely one of the famous people I want to, like, meet. Like, I met Bill Simmons. That, I can't believe I got to meet Bill Simmons. Back in... It was after I got cut from junior year basketball. Me and my dad went to the Seattle Center. Or, um, Sport. Right across from Space Needle. By the Seattle Center. Sport, Bar and Grill... We waited in line. We were at like the back of the line. Waited for like three hours. And I got to shake Bill Simmons' hand. And he was like, oh, nice to meet you, Chris. <laughs> and uh, Joe House was there like eating. Like Joe House was literally sitting off to the side. Just noshing down on a big meal. A big old plate of cheesy fries or something. Because if you know, like, The Ringer and Bill Simmons and Joe House, then you know that's hilarious that 
the Joe house was just eating. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I got to head back. I've just been talking forever. I got to get in the sauna. But um, yeah, I got to meet Bill Simmons. That was November 2009. Dude, we're coming up on 14 years ago that I met Bill Simmons. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh gosh. Dude, he had just turned 40 at that time. It's when the Book of Basketball was released. He was doing a signing. Dude, it's fun. That's a memory. Like, if it was now, we would have got a picture. But it wasn't back when everyone used to take photos. It was, yeah, not everyone was doing the smartphone thing back then. So I don't think I even got a photo with Bill Simmons. But maybe my dad snapped one. But I do have, I literally have the memory of, like, shaking his hand. I do remember that. And I remember Joe House sitting there. And Bill Simmons was like, Ah, nice to meet you, Chris. (laughs) Dude, Bill Simmons, dude. Man, podcast land. Man. (laughs) Dude, and I'm a diehard. I don't know if there's anybody who's as much of a diehard with podcasts. I mean, Brett is. My buddy Brett is also a diehard podcast fan. Like, I'm just all... I've listened to, like, almost everything. I've invested so much time. I'm such a fan of, like, more... I mean, Brett's more of, like, a stand-up fan. But he also... Brett also loves podcasts. But Brett definitely enjoys stand-up more than... I don't watch as much stand-up as I used to. I definitely love podcasting more than stand-up. And I'd rather... I'd rather listen to a stand-up comic discuss the the behind-the-scenes on a podcast versus listening to a stand-up comic do their act. <laughs> no offense. But, um... No, it's just, like, the act is, like, so, like, scripted and stuff. And I like how podcasts are, like, seem to be organic. And, dude, it's just, like... It's fun watching famous people just... That's why the Protect Our Parks are so good. <laughs> dude, it's because everyone likes watching famous people just get, like, messed up. Like, they just, like, smoke joints and, like, do beer bongs and, like, do smelling salts. And, <laughs> like, it's basically like a like a grown-up frat party, kind of. Like, they just, like, give each other crap and, like, have inside jokes. And dude, there's a reason why that podcast, and specifically Protect Our Parks, is... I, I think Ari said that they earn I think they make like 300 400 grand every time they do protect our parks I think Joe Rogan gives each of them like 300 grand <laughs> dude they're such those that's how that's podcast high rollers it's not it doesn't have to do with them being stand-ups they're um it's the podcast thing it, it's kind of it's kind of like people I think they're like kind of living through them in a way um like, you live through, like, the famous podcasters, like, vicariously. Because, like, lots of people are just stuck in places that they don't necessarily want to live. Or they're not, like, they didn't get to, like, live in L.A. for four years. <laughs> like, they do, they're, like, coal miners in, like, West Virginia or something. But, or, like, you know, people with, like, real tough jobs. Like, in the middle of nowhere. And they're, like, I just want to relax. And then crack a cold one. And then... Just follow along as these rich, famous celebrities just get 
messed up on camera and on mic. <laughs> that's that's because I think Protect Our Parks is probably like um, the most listened to of all the podcasts. Like even of all the Rogan episodes. I mean, I bet that those ones are the most highly rated and viewed and listened. But um, yeah, yeah. For some reason, I've always wanted to be a famous podcaster. Like ever since like 2019, but even before that, I always wanted to do it, but I just never had the guts to just like. And then I just did it, and it just took off in the beginning. And then, and then I took off to Southern California from Pullman to LA. And then uh, the whole journey of Arnie Pod took off from there. <laughs> we did it. We did it. We did over an hour. Yes. Alrighty. <laughs> I can't believe I can't believe I did over an hour on a work day. Just walking around. Oh man. I gotta get back and get in that sauna and then get going. But that is the joy of these like mindless jobs. Is like you literally just have to be there and like be like a sentient being. <laughs> like as long as you're like standing and like healthy, you know, you're like if you're like present and like standing and like you know what I'm you're just there, then like you are able to get through the work day. Like it's not like it doesn't take like any brain power, if that makes sense. <laughs> I mean it's kind of why like these types of jobs are so like dangerous. Because you literally don't... It's just an endless circle. Like, every day is... It couldn't be more the same as what you've already... <laughs> and that's why it's so different from, like, the background acting stuff. It's like, I'm just... I just know exactly what it is. Like, I even... Like, even most of the customers are, like, the same people. You just see the same people. It's all the same stuff. <laughs> it's so fun. It's so circular. It's, and that's not really how my brain like operate. Like I don't think I thrive in those types of things, which is why I have to be like, okay, I'm gonna do this podcast for over an hour before this, because this is somewhat of an exercise of brain at least. Like I'm, you, you literally don't have to even. <laughs> that's. What, I mean, there. This job, it's. I mean, because I've done background acting, which you literally don't have to do anything during that either. So. I do have my experience in jobs where you don't have to do anything really. But I've, I mean, I've done like lawn mowing. Like that makes me look back at the, when I did lawn mowing, I was mowing lawns in Seattle. And I was like, that was some real work. Like I would not want to do that. <laughs> I would not want to mow like 11 lawns in a day. But um, there you go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> have a great day. See you next time. Peace. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy the old Brett episodes. Boom.